0: Welcome back to another episode of the rgbsports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with RGVSports.com and the Monitor newspaper here in the Rio Grande Valley. As always, I'm joined by my fellow uh, sports writers and co-hosts, uh, Ivan Palacios and, and Edward Severn. Uh, fellas, how y'all doing? Week nine is here.
1: I'm doing good, Brian. It, it, it's a big week here in 32-6. I think a, a matchup we've all been waiting for. We'll touch on that a little later, but I'm excited to get this week going.
2: Yeah, what's up, uh, guys? I'm doing pretty good, too. Um, Just enjoying this weather for, you know, while it's here for a couple days. Wish it was like this on a Friday night um, for some of these big games, you know?
0: Yeah, that cold front came and went just as fast. uh, (laughs) But we got – I think it'll be a little cool uh, uh, these upcoming nights. But, man, on the football field, man, we got some fireworks coming up this week. Of course – the RGVsports.com Week 9 Game of the Week, the Battle of the Arroyo featuring San Benito and Harlingen High is this week. We'll let Ivan dive into it in just a second and, and give us a breakdown of, of that game, one of the biggest games, not just in the Rio Grande Valley, but in Texas high school football as both teams enter unbeaten in Week 9. So, as always, we'll start off with a, a look at the latest RGVsports.com, Class 5A, 6 Top 10 poll. Then nothing changes from teams 1 through 4, PSG North, Harlingen High, San Benito, Edinburgh Vela, teams one through four. That hasn't changed in, in about three or four weeks now. Uh, Harlingen South, uh, Westaco moves up after their, their win uh, over Los Fresnos. They move from number eight to number five. Harlingen South uh, jumps up from number seven to number six, uh, coming off a, a bye week, I believe. Sheridan Pioneer picks up a big win over Roma. They, they move up from number nine to number seven. And Los Fresnos with that loss, two West to go high they drop down from number five to number eight and fellas our number nine and ten teams they come from your guys districts uh we'll start off with number nine the the new number nine team and I believe the first team to be ranked uh from district 31-6A in the poll uh, Ivan Edinburgh North
1: yeah I mean they're the first teams I know PSJ High opened up in our top 10 but since then I mean 316 a has been pretty quiet and same with this team. I mean, they're, they're silently five and two with their two losses coming to Eagle Pass and Edinburgh Bella, two, two of the top teams right now. Um, I mean, i talked to Coach Damon Gonzalez after that win. He said that's exactly how he likes it. He wants the kids to fly under the radar. He wants them to be humble. And, and it doesn't look like they're under the radar anymore. I mean, they're obviously, you know, 2-0 in district. They cracked our top 10 and, you know, they picked up a huge win against uh, Mission High on, for, on uh, last Thursday. Uh, behind uh, Ulysses Melendez, shout out to him. He had four touchdowns on 12 carries for 178 yards. I mean, one third of his carries went for touchdowns. And this team's just, you know, they're fast on defense and then they're going to run it down your throat with the three-headed monster at running back with Ulysses Melendez, you know, Mark Hernandez and Chris Barrera. So they're silently five and two. And, you know, its they have a big one on their hands this week. We'll talk about their matchup against PSJ High a little later, but, you know, they've kind of, climb the ranks without anyone really even realizing they were climbing. And, and now they're here at our top 10.
0: And joining them and rounding out the top 10 is Westaco East. Uh, Edward, uh, you saw these guys pick up a thrilling win over Brownsville veterans who has been his uh, regular uh, in our top 10 poll this season. So what can you tell us about Westico East and kind of the run they've been on after a, a slow start to the season?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You know, they picked up another big win this week against Donna High, a team that, you know, offensively was doing really well. Um, kind of got found out a little bit against the veterans, but, um, you know, Donna High is still a really good offensive team, you know, really good football players, and West Coast East uh, went out there and took care of business again. Uh, Coach Burgett said it was like an old style of uh, East uh, football. You know, they were uh, running the ball a lot, but... Um, they had to deal with a couple injuries. Um, but um, it seems like, you know, every week they have, like, a different game plan for uh, how they're going to attack. And, you know, that coaching staff uh, does a really good job of uh, game planning against teams. And uh, um, even in the loss, like, against the uh, carlin South open up district, I mean, the game plan wasn't bad. You know, they, they had a really good chance to win the football game, you know. Um, I mean, tough game, you know, 3-0. Um, they ran the ball a lot um, in that game against Harvard South. And, you know, you could probably see why they didn't want to throw the ball against Harvard South because Harvard South has a really good secondary right now that have been making a lot of plays and sometimes plays to win them games, you know, against Brownsville, Hannah, against Brownsville, Rivetta, non district. And, um, you know, one mistake cost East that football game uh, against Harvard South a bad punt, a bad snap on a punt. If not, you know, West East would be undefeated in that district. And, you know, basically on the on the cusp of winning a district championship heading into a bye um, so you know they they head into a bye this week and then they play um donna north and uh Browns of pace i believe um which everyone comes first uh, i don't remember but uh you know those are uh two games that they should win and then they should you know finish off district five and one and in that chance to to be a, at least a co-district championship with how all the game uh, against Arms South and Brownsville Veterans uh, finishes in a week, so West Coast, you know they tough non-district schedule, and that tough just dist- non-district schedule, you know, built some uh put some calluses on them, and they're you know right in the thick of it, and they're they're uh, peaking at the right time, especially going in you know heading into the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. And uh, the other teams receiving votes, we got Brownsville Veterans, who you just talked about, Edward. La Jolla, Palm, 5-2. Uh, they pick up a, a win over Rio Grande City last week. And McAllen Rowe, 5-2, and two, who uh, dropped out of the top 10 after uh, suffering a big loss to PSG North. But they were down not only their starting quarterback, but their second string quarterback who uh, started that game. So, yeah, t- a tough night for Rowe against uh, a really good I mean, the number one team here in PSG North last week. Now, we had a shakeup uh, in the sub-5A top four pool. And uh, we had our number one team lose. Then that sent Port Isabel from number one to number three, which makes space for Lifer to retake the top spot uh, over in, in the sub-5A top four pool. And then we got St. Joseph at number two. Brownsville St. Joseph at number two. Port, like I said, Port Isabel at number three. And then Raymondville breaks in there at number four. Uh, Edward, what can you tell us about this this kind of shakeup? And, I mean, we got some really good teams here at, at the sub-5A level.
2: Yeah, all four um, have been teams I've been uh, watching a lot this year. Leifert comes off a big win against San Diego. San Diego, Dave Campbell had them uh, district champions, uh, preseason district champions. So, I mean, that's a pretty big win. Um, that keeps them right back, put the pressure back on Fafutius when, like, Fafutius plays a couple of the top teams in that district coming up. Um, yeah, they deserve their number one spot. Uh, Osmar Martinez has been sensational this year. Threw for over 300 yards, ran for over 100 yards in the win. Um, Port Isabel losing to Raymondville. I mean, going into that game, you know, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it was no gimme for Port Isabel, you know, our number one team. On paper, you see like a, uh, Six and one, five and one team versus uh, a two and four team. You're gonna think that you know that two and four team's not uh, not gonna have a chance. But uh, you know Raymondville uh, played some really tough to Bend teams, and you know it. I think it really helped them uh, against Port Isabel, especially down uh, down the stretch when um, they came off and they, they you know they came back and won that game uh, with 22 seconds left. But you know Hunter Postas, that kid's amazing linebacker and. Uh, uh, two-way player and you know that that uh that Raymondville uh, team now they they they're in the driver's seat to to win that small four team district and Brunswick St. Joe's, you know, they keep coming back in these crazy games. Uh just everything has to be perfect in that fourth quarter when you're down by two touchdowns with like six minutes left or you know they're down twenty eight zero in this last game. Um, against Austin St. Michaels in Austin and they're able to score a touchdown. Uh, as time expired, and then you know, hit that walk off, uh, two point conversion. And you know, Coach Tino, uh, video was uh named the private uh school coach for the week, um, by Dave Campbell's for uh, you know, the job that his coaching staff did, you know, help put those kids in that situation. But those kids have been in that situation all year, um, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Brownsville St. Joe's, uh, you know, they they learn from, you know, these wins and, you know, can carry those, uh, have that composure when they get into the playoffs.
0: And that, wrap, <clears throat> that wraps up the uh, latest rgbsports.com class 5A and 6A top 10 and the sub 5A top four teams here in the Rio Grande Valley. And now we'll move on to a, a quick look at our week eight recap. And as always, we start with the RGB sports week eight game of the week and uh, just like this week, Ivan, uh, that takes us to District 32-6A, where we had a battle between top 10 teams. What can you tell us about that Los fredos Westco game and how it went down, and uh, a, a little bit about that controversial call uh, at the end of the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, this one really came down to the wire. I mean, obviously, Westco came out of the gates. They started off hot, two touchdowns on, uh, I think they scored on two of their first three drives, and the only time they didn't score was because they missed a field goal. Or not, it could have been 17-0 to start the game, but... Los Fresos came to life there at the end of the second quarter, and they they uh, cut into the lead on a touchdown pass from uh, Robert Pineda to uh, freshman Lucky Perales, lucky number seven as he was wearing number seven. And, you know, that kind of sparked a run. They came out of the break, picked up right where they left off, and they added a, a field goal. And this is where things got interesting. You know, they waste about maybe six minutes of the second or the third quarter. And, you know, they're only down seven, so you don't really – or they're down four, so you don't really expect – anything you know tricky to come and Los Fresos comes out, kicks an onside kick, and they ended up possessing the ball for the whole third quarter. So Los Fresos or Weslico's offense did not see the field until the fourth quarter. But um you know it looked like Los Fresos was going to take the lead there. Uh they they marched down to the one yard line, a second and goal from the one, third and goal, fourth and goal. And and really I think it was Weslico's defense that won them this game. Um, fourth and goal from the one, you know, they, they ended up stopping Los Fresnos there and what could have been, you know, the go-ahead touchdown there. And they give their offense back for the first time in the second half and they end up turning it over on down. So it's it was really a, you know, they got the ball back for 40 seconds and Los Fresnos just chewed up the clock again, didn't get the ball back to Wesley Coteau to about two minutes left in the game. And, you know, you guys have seen the video I'm not going to say anything about the call, whether it was a catch, wasn't a catch. It's up to, you know, the viewer's discretion in my, from where I saw it, it didn't really look like one, but at the end of the day, I'm not the ref and you can't really blame the loss for the Falcons on that call. It was only second down. Uh, Wesley had another two chances after that. So for all we know, they would have scored at the same time, Los Bresos had the chance to really tie the game or take the lead multiple occasions. Um, But, you know, Mackay Jones comes down with that catch at the end of the game and, Gives Weslico a huge 21 to 17 win over Los Fresnos to, you know, kind of shake things up in that district. And now they're both at one and one. And, you know, you obviously got Harlingen and San Benito sitting at two and zero. So controversial call, yes, but you can't really blame that on Weslico. Their defense really stepped up in this game. They came up with the game winning, uh, game ceiling interception, too. Evan Zamora picks off Robert Benetta as the time expired to really seal that victory. So, the, you know, game of the week d- did not disappoint. And, you know, we're expecting to see a lot of those same fireworks this this Friday between uh, Harlingen and San Benito.
0: Yeah, we got a good one coming up. E- e- Edward, uh, w- what games do you want to touch on there in week eight? What really caught your eye uh, as uh, some thrillers there in week eight?
2: Um, You know, first off, uh, I was out of pounds, but, uh, on the video, but – uh. I mean, yeah, again a tough call. Those Fresnos didn't deserve to lose that game. But like you said, though, they did have chances. Yes, sir. They still exactly. have a couple more chances, like, yeah, second down, you know. Yeah, they still could have uh, – like and there were, like, 40 seconds left.
1: Leave it up to the ref, so, as I say. Don't leave it up to the referee. And they left it yeah, up to the true, referee, too.
2: unfortunately. Um, games that stood out, you know, just, you know, Brownsville Lopez picking up their first win um, in a long time, couple of years, 2020, October. Um and Valley View uh, pulling out a win against uh, Brownsville Porter that gives Valley View a pretty realistic chance of making the playoffs um, that game against Ed Couch Elsa is going to be important and this game against Brownsville Porter and Ed Couch Elsa um, this Saturday is going to be an important game uh with that too Um, just because you know Mercedes beat Valley View um, and you know all these teams have, have not been have not fared well against the, those coastal Bend schools you know uh Mercedes did put up a pretty good 5 26 to Flower Bluff. But those f- games against each other, Valley View against Mercedes, uh, you know, at Couch Elsa versus uh, those games are really important. And Mercedes looks like they're going to probably take third place, but, you know, they still have to play Porter and at Couch. But, you know, this game, that game, uh, Valley View taking a win, um, they have a really good quarterback and receiver combination. Jaden, uh, Rocio, and, uh, Daniel Negrete. Daniel Negrete is probably like so far from what I've seen, like, you know, in these games, I've I've gone to Valley View games twice, and uh, Danny Daniel Negrette is probably one of the better, better receivers in the Valley that I saw. Really underrated. Um, you know, Valley View, they're they're one in seven, you know, first win of the year. So um 15, 5A, D two, those games are getting really interesting, uh, especially with the Valley teams playing each other.
0: Yeah, some fun there in, in District 15, 5A, D two. And uh, we'll keep it – we'll move on to District 16, 5A Division Two. Uh, like you m- mentioned, Edward, this team will be meeting 15-5 AD2 in the playoffs. Sherryland Pioneer and Roma, man, they deliver a double overtime thriller. Pioneer ends up on top, 43-35. Uh, quarterback Julian Valdez, uh, who was named the Sports.com player of the week after uh, throwing for 287 yards, rushing for 122 yards, And four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and uh, a two-point conversion as well uh, in in that double overtime period. So he threw the game winner uh, to Antonio Garizales. Garizales had six catches, three of them went for touchdowns. Joseph Graham Jr. has uh, 161 receiving yards, a touchdown, and the two-point conversion. So And uh, over on the Roma side, uh, Isaac Lozano had over 200 yards rushing, four touchdowns. RJ Morales, the quarterback, uh, scores one. Uh, at, at in 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 overtime, uh, to send that one, uh, into double OT. So, uh, just uh, man, really good game here between shareland Pioneer and Roma. P- Pioneer improved to five and two overall, two and oh in district. Roma, they dropped to 0 and two in district, but they've played shareland High and shareland Pioneer tough. So, R- Roma scheduled the way it's set up, they got uh, Sherryland Pioneer and Sheryland High who are playoff, uh, pretty much playoff favorites um, to, to make it there. Uh, Roma dropped those two games against them, but, I mean, they've looked really good against them. Now they got PSG Southwest and PSG Memorial coming up, as well as Mission Veterans. So uh, shout-out to the Roma Gladiators, man, for uh, giving that Pioneer all, uh, all they could handle. Uh, anytime you go into overtime, let alone two, uh, that's a, a classic game. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to that Pioneer on that win. Then we had uh, PS- moving back, moving to District, 15-5A, uh, Division one, PSJ North, the number one overall team, uh, beat McAllen Rowe 63-14. to McAllen Rowe had only lost uh, one game on the year, uh, which was a season opener against Sherryland Pioneer. But Rowe lost their start, their starting quarterback two weeks or last week. Then they lose this game starter uh, in the first quarter. So they, they were down to their third-string quarterback, and they were just in a tough spot and could really never find their footing Against the PSJ North team, that I mean, really, you need all hands on deck when you're facing PSJ North because uh, they're stacked. And PSJ North ha- has a couple injuries too. Joe Derek Vecchio, uh, their center out uh, with an injury. And Nick Guyona, their starting cornerback, also out with injury. So PSJ North, man, they roll. Ethan Geta, three touch. Ethan Gera, freshman, uh, three touchdowns. He just had a really big impact uh, carrying the ball for PSJ North. Uh, Jaden Fuentes, two rushing touchdowns. And Jason Montes, 165 yards and one rushing touchdown for PSG North. Uh, quarterback Alapadicio threw three touchdown passes. So, yeah, PSG North just continues to roll, man. This this was a, a good road team coming in, but they were shorthanded. And PSG North made a statement uh, with a 63-14 win. And lastly, I'll touch on Beach picking up a 17-14 win over Rio Grande City. Palmview improved to 2-2 two and two there in, in District 15, 5A, D2, in D1. And Palmview has put themselves right in, in that position to fight for a playoff spot, uh, along with Mackay, who they'll meet this week. So, yeah, uh, congratulations to Palmview on picking up that win. Uh, I, I, Ivan, Edward, any other games that you want to touch on before we move along to that Week 9 preview and get into the, the main event coming up here in Week 9?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, La Feria and Hidalgo played in... Down to the wire, 35-34, uh, Laferia picks up their first, you know, district win of the year against an Hidalgo team that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was ranked number two in our top four, a sub-5A poll last week. And, you know, Hidalgo really fought back in this one. They were down um, by uh, three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a 27-7 at one point. And then, you know, 35-20, to or 35-14 to after Andrew Rivera threw his fifth touchdown of the of the game to uh Ju, uh, I believe his name is Justin Torres or Julian Torres. Yeah, Julian Torres makes it 35-14. But, you know, Adalgo scores three straight. They cut it to 35-34. Uh, but they failed a two-point conversion. And uh, La Feria comes out on top, uh, uh, holding down, holding off Adalgo's comeback with a two-point conversion. Uh, you know, Coach Stumball rolled the dice there, and unfortunately didn't roll his way. But just, you know, fireworks in that game were crazy. I mean, five touchdown passes, by, like I mentioned, by Andrew Rivera, Four of them go into Julian Torres. And on offense for Hidalgo, Enrique uh, Hernandez had 33 carries – or 28 carries for 333 yards and three touchdowns just to lead that comeback. And Anthony Nava had a two touchdowns. So just an explosive game there. Big one for uh, La Feria picking up that first district win. And, and it kind of puts a little uh, dent into Hidalgo's – it's their first loss of district. So, you know, they're, they're trying to make the playoffs. That one's going to hurt a little. So we'll see how they bounce back later this week. So another big one there in sub-5A sub level.
2: Yeah, one more in um sub-5A. Um, Rio Hondo picked up a big win against Santa Catrudes, you know, 28-21. Another one of those teams that, you know, had to play some tough competition in non-district. And it's really kind of rough for those, you know, 3A, 4A teams, like how they put their schedule together, you know. They're probably going to have the – they're going to probably play against somebody better than you, you know, like or like a way higher classification. And, um, you know, they, they've stuck through it. And uh, they now now are 2-0 in district, and they're uh, playing Falfodius coming up soon.
0: And with with week eight in the books, we'll move on to the week nine preview. And as always, we start with a look at the RGVsports.com game of the week. Ivan, I'll let you take this one away, man, a a game a lot of people have been waiting for.
1: I mean, it's 6A heavyweights going toe-to-toe. Number two, Harlingen. 7-0, 2-0 7-0, 2-0 in district. They're hosting number three, San Benito, who's also 7-0 and 2-0 in district, this Friday at 7-30 at J. Lewis Bogus Stadium. And, you know, you got stout defenses, tough offense. On paper, these guys seem evenly matched. You know, they each hold an edge at a certain position. Um, You know, you got two of the top running backs and San Benito's Fabian Garcia and Isaiah Bell. You know, Isaiah Bell with 17 touchdowns this year. Garcia has 15 touchdowns and a two-point conversion. So, you got them taking center stage and, you know, you go beyond that. I mean, th- this is the, I believe, 110th meeting between these two teams Um, with Harlingen. I mean, they, they have a the advantage in this series, 72, 27, and then 10 ties. Um, They've won their past three, but um, an interesting note that I found was, you know, this is coach Dan Gomez over at San Diego, his ninth year with the team. And since he came on, you know, San Manito and Harlingen have really split the series. It's been four and four, uh, uh, Coach Gomez has an 11 and six record against San Marino in his 16 years at the helm. Two of them came in uh, in the playoffs, but since Dan Gomez came over, they've they've really split the series. With uh, you know Coach Gomez over at San Marino handing him four of his six losses, so it'll be interesting. It's kind of a tiebreaker between these two coaches. Uh, on top of that, you got one of the not not just the Valley's top de- uh, defenses, but one of the state's top defenses in points allowed. You know San Marino's defense is only allowing about three, uh, a little bit over three points a game, almost four. Um, just this one has the makings of uh, really something that's going to come down to the wire. I mean, you got the chance to cover Vela PSJ North earlier this year, this game sold out within a, a couple of hours of this tickets going on. sale. the tickets were gone. So if you didn't get them when they came out on Friday, then you, you tough luck trying to get in there because they're gone and you're going to have to scalp something or somewhere, but uh, it, it's going to be a tough one for both teams. You know, Defensively, obviously, we mentioned San Benito. They've got some game records over there, like Nova Bejaran and and Robert Thirvino on that defensive line, or Mariano Garcia at the linebacker position. And then, you know, Harlingen, like I mentioned, you got Isaiah Bell, but then you got receivers like Aiden Sandoval, Paul Price, who can really just tear defenses apart. Aiden Sandoval, a little, you know, he gets the short passes, screen passes. They just try to get on the ball any way they can. But Paul Price, I mean, he'll just run right past you, and he's averaging 22.4 yards per reception. So, it's going to be a tough task for those San defensive backs, but it, there's really no saying who's got the advantage here. Um, it, it, for me, it was hard picking who to win. You know, Harlingen and San on paper, they're just evenly matched from the coaching perspective to every really position. It, it's just going to be a tough one. And it, it's strong statewide attention, like we meant. Uh, like uh, Dave Campbell's is coming down. I believe the Great American Rivalry Series is coming down once again for what should be. Uh, in The district, I guess, winner is probably going to win the district. So uh, it's an exciting one, and, and I'm glad I get to be out there to cover it and see this playoff-like atmosphere in week nine of the season.
0: Yeah, it's rare you get uh, an unbeaten matchup this late in the season, and uh, if if you aren't weren't able to to get tickets to to this game, Harlingen CISD has been broadcasting uh, their home games on their YouTube channel. Uh, Harlingen CISD, and they've done a good job of it. So that may be something. I'm not. I'm not sure uh, that yeah. uh, that they have a stream this week. But I mean, they've done it every single home game this season. So maybe Harlingen CISD will will come through for those people that weren't able to get a ticket. So yeah, I know a bunch of people are going to be tuning in. This is a, this is uh, as marquee a matchup as it gets, man. So yeah, really looking forward to a good one there in District 32-6A with the RGVSports.com game of the week. Edward, uh, what games you got coming up? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, what what strikes you as a big game here as we approach the playoffs?
2: Um yeah, I'll be at uh a, a lot of games going on I'll be at Donna uh Donna High Brownsville Base in Brownsville. Um you know, two teams that uh probably fighting for that fourth spot in uh in district uh sixteen five A D one. Um Browns of Face likes to run the ball a lot. Donna High likes to spread the ball around, run the ball too, you know. Um, so kind make it for like a, a pretty good game. Um two kind of con- contrasting styles offensively. Um I mean that's pretty much it. I mean nothing could live nothing's gonna live up to you know, go against that battle uh, of the Royal to be honest with you. Um uh, oh, Santa Maria and Livia. Yeah. So if you you know you can't get a mm-hmm. ticket all sold out. Um, you know head to, head to Santa Maria and Lavia because this is a big a big game, big small school game um both of them are uh, you know in that playoff race for uh, um in district uh 16 uh or 16 2a division um division one. Lavia is two 0 in that district and they're they're you know basically playing for like the chance of district title. Uh, Santa Maria is one and one. Uh, they lost a Freer, who's also on top of Lavia in that district. Um, so it should be a really good game. Um, a lot of good playmakers. Uh, uh Ray Pett as uh, the quarterback, right at uh Lavia Brian.
0: Yeah, Brandon Felix. Yeah, that that game should be Brandon
2: Felix, yeah. and then and then Ray Ray Pett is the running back.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ray Peda's is the running back. Uh, I, I expect yeah. this one to be Mercy a good. Game. From San- yeah. They're both. I think they're both five and two entering this one. So. Uh, yeah. overall and so it, sh- it should be a good one man like, I- like you mentioned uh this is the this is the sub uh 5a version of the battle of the arroyo uh this week <laughs> yeah, sure you- yeah no for
2: sure and we out in santa maria area
0: yeah and yeah that and we're being honest i mean this is a big game man santa maria has balled out this year and so has la via mm-hmm. so uh, she got a shout out to them uh going head to head friday night um yeah and so uh running through uh district 15 5a division one uh, we got a big game between McAllen High and La Jolla Palmview, both teams 2-2 two and two in district. So this one has a lot of playoff implications uh, coming in uh, into this one. I expect a, a good game, man. Uh, La Jolla Palmview has played well, uh, coming off of a 17-14 four, uh, win over Rio Grande City last week, which was big uh, as far as helping their playoff chances. And then McAllen High, uh, they're coming off a loss to Edinburgh Bella, but they've gotten those games against Edinburgh Bella and PSJ North out of the way they lost both of them they're two and two so now here they move on uh, to La Jolla Palmview which is an, on on paper it's an the it's an even matchup I uh I, I had a tough time picking this one I went with McAllen High because their passing offense has been good uh, at times and I've seen them stop the run uh, so yeah I expect a good one here between McAllen High and La Jolla Palmview winner takes a step forward there in that playoff race and in district 16 5A division two we got a good one between Mission Veterans and Sherryland High. These two teams shared the District 16-5A uh, D2 trophy last year. Uh, it was a three-way split, along with Mercedes. Mercedes, of course, now gone to 15-5A D2. So now these Mission Veterans and Sherryland High Highs, defending district champions, battling for this one. Mission Veterans comes in with uh, with one district loss. They're one and one overall. They uh, in, one and one in district. Picked up a big win over PSJ Southwest last week. Sherryland High comes into this one 2-0. and They picked up a win over uh, PSG Memorial last week to go uh, 2-0 in district. So Mission Veterans, Sherryland High, 7.30 p.m., Richard Thompson Stadium in Mission. That will be a good one. I'm looking uh, looking forward to that one. It's uh, because, I mean, that one has district title implications. Sherryland High and Sherryland Pioneer, the only teams that are 2-0 in district. Sherryland Pioneer defeated Mission Veterans. If Mission Veterans can beat Sherryland High, I mean, this could create a uh two-way or three-way uh district title split uh potentially uh when it's all said and done so yeah we got some some really good football coming across uh the valley this uh this weekend of course it's headlined by the sports.com game of the week harlingen versus san benito the battle of the arroyo uh this year's version uh feels uh, as big as it gets but it's been going on what i've been over 100 years uh so uh, I, I mean, just the everything surrounding this game is just uh, just big time.
1: Yeah, and just to touch base on one more quick game, uh, Edinburgh North uh, travels to PSJ Stadium to take on PSJ High. Both teams undefeated in District uh, 31-6. So it's it's a huge one there for that district title run. I mentioned earlier, Edinburgh North's in our top t- uh, top 10 now, and PSJ High started the season in our top 10. So, That'll be one to keep an eye on for sure. Winner takes a step closer with the only other undefeated team left in that district, uh, Edinburgh High, uh, taking against, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they face off against La Hoya High. But... Yeah,
0: don't, don't sleep on the Bobcats, baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Winner here is going to have a <laughs> one down the road against Edinburgh High, so uh, definitely a big one down there in 31-6A as well.
0: Yeah, we, we, we got uh, some, some good matchups uh, all across the Valley this week, Thursday, Friday, and even that Saturday matchup. Ed Couch, elson Brownsville Porter uh, going at it. And uh, we got some water polo uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, the regional tournament, I just want to shout out these four teams Harlingen South boys and girls advanced to the first ever UIO regional tournament, uh, water polo tournament. Then we got Harlingen High girls and PSJ North boys also advancing. So shout out to them, And It's a brand new sport uh, under the UIO banner. It's its first year, and yeah, the Valley's got four teams in the regional tourney, so or the sweets, the AKA the Sweet 16. So yeah, shout out to them for getting that done. But as always, man, make sure you guys visit RGVsports.com to check out the latest uh, features and notes and stats that we have uh, for uh, players valley wide, uh, featuring and previewing the RGVsports.com game of the week and other uh, notable things to look for as we approach week nine of the regular season. Uh, we got it all. Make sure you follow us on, on Facebook and on Twitter at RGVsports.com for all the latest. And you can catch us out there at the games this weekend. Ivan, of course, will be at the headliner, Harlingen High versus San Benito. So make sure you make sure you tune in for his previews at rgbsports.com and make sure you catch his, his game story uh, after being there uh, live and in person. So really exciting week coming up here in week nine. Fellas, just three weeks left uh, in the regular season. So we're getting to the home stretch. So, yeah, man, good luck to all the teams out there battling. As they fight for those playoff positions. And yeah, this has been another episode of the RGBSports.com podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time.